0: The Holy Spirit will not be yours if you are not righteous, hallelujah, or striving to be righteous, praise the Lord. See, one thing about the Holy Spirit is that we got to let our own willpower help us until the Holy Ghost power takes over, praise the Lord. Amen. When you have an issue with uh, addictions or alcohol or drugs, praise the Lord. My God, God can't bless you while you're walking in sin, praise the Lord. But when you make up in your mind say, Lord, I'm repenting from this, I'm turning from my unrighteousness, hallelujah. I'm turning from the things that has me bound, praise the Lord, hallelujah. He sees your efforts, praise the Lord, and he says, you know what, I'm going to bless them with my power, hallelujah. I'm going to bless them like I did them on the day of Pentecost, praise the Lord, uh, my God, hallelujah, this is that, Which was spoken by the prophet Joel. My God, that God said he'll pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Praise the Lord. My God, anybody happy he's pouring his spirit out? praise the lord if it wasn't for the power of the holy ghost uh, my god we don't know where we would be today hallelujah yeah. we would have failed hallelujah many times ago praise the lord uh, but thank god for his forgiveness and his righteousness praise the lord uh, that he dwells upon us hallelujah yeah. my god and if you want to be righteous uh, god said, i give you my power hallelujah because you're going to need this power. Praise the Lord. My God, because enemies will come against you. My God, you're going to need the power of the Holy Ghost to hang on in there. Praise the Lord. You're going to need the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. My God, to sustain you in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. My God, don't be discouraged when things start coming your way. yeah, My God, don't feel bad and discouraged and dismayed when people, hallelujah, start to beef talk about you. And my God, don't want to be your friends anymore. My God, you got a friend in Jesus, baby. Hallelujah. You better believe that. You can't walk in this world thinking that you're going to Hallelujah please God when you're trying to please folks. If you're trying to please people, you are not going to please God. Let me say that again. If you're trying to please people, you are not going to please God. Hallelujah. My God, because man will put you up against God. Amen. Man, I tell you to go one way and God said, you know, you shouldn't do that. Praise the Lord. When you're trying to please man, you'll do the things that man wants you to do. Praise the Lord. And sometimes that happens because it's hard for us sometimes to trust God. Sometimes trusting God is difficult. Praise the Lord. My God, because one thing about it is that we can't see him. So all we have to walk with him on is faith. And when you have something tangible or someone that you can touch and feel and see physically, you want to put your trust in what you can see versus putting your trust in God that you've never seen before. But that's why the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. See, when you walk by sight, things always look shaky. When you walk by sights, things, when it seems like no way can be made, you say, well, I guess there ain't no way that can be made. Amen. When you walk by sight, hallelujah, my God, you don't, you, you not walking by faith. And the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible. Amen. The word Impossible. That means it can't be done. It don't mean you can sometimes do it. Impossible means it cannot be done. And when you walk with God, he said, all things are what? Possible. But the only way it's not possible is when you don't have faith. It's not possible when you don't have faith. Praise the Lord. So I encourage you tonight. If you need faith, pray to God and say, "Lord, give it to me." There's a man in the Bible that said, "Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief." Hmm? Hmm. Said, "Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief." Praise the Lord, and <clears throat> that goes to show you that sometimes it's a struggle. To trust in God. Hmm? Sometimes it's a struggle to trust in Him. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Let me find my yes. scripture here. Yes. Go to the book of Mark, chapter nine. Mark chapter number nine. And we have it. I want you to find verse um find verse number twenty two Amen. So uh, Mark 9 and verse 22. He says, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. Mm-hmm. He asked him, "Do you see anything?" Yes, sir. We can't find it. Oh, you know what? We said Mark I'm 9, sorry. We're, we're lost, nope. Yeah. I'm at chapter 8 <laughs> no, no. Stay at chapter nine. Oh, okay. I knew my story wasn't sounding about right. Yep, that's what I wanted. I was at chapter eight. All right. Well, you gotta say, "Amen." Amen. amen. I got it too. Amen. Amen. Here we go. I knew my story didn't sound right. I said, well, let me keep reading and maybe it'll show up. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's go. Let's go to. uh, Let's do this. Let's go to verse uh, 14. Go to verse 14, Mark 9 and 14. All right. Let's try this again. Rewind. (laughs) And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they had when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him and asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought my I have brought unto thee. My son, which hath a dumb spirit. Hmm. His son has a dumb spirit, right? A a mute spirit. He can't talk. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. Look how this spirit is taking control. Look how this spirit is taking control of this individual. Whosoever he taketh, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and penneth away. Praise the Lord. Then he says, And I speck to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Amen. Right. Verse 19: He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. You have a parent, praise the Lord, who is feeling, the, the parent is wanting their child delivered. Praise the Lord. Have a seat. The parent is wanting the child delivered. Praise the Lord. And they don't know what else to do but to bring them unto Jesus. Amen. This goes to show you that, amen, the devil also wants your children. Sit down, sit down. The devil wants your children. It's not just about you as an adult. It's also about your little ones, amen, your little ones. There was a man in the Bible who had a child who... Amen. Had a spirit. And he said, how long has he been this way? And he said, since a child. Amen. Young child. See, the Amen. devil is at attack because the children are the future of the church. Right. Amen. These kids here aren't going to be seven, eight and nine years old all, the, all their life. Ten years from now, they're going to be 17, 18 and 19, 20. 20. 20. Yeah. Right. Now, think about that. We're a small church right now, but when they start getting older, now we got a church full of grown ups. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the devil wants to get them at a young age. Amen. But watch the story here Jesus chastised his disciples, they couldn't cast out the devil. You see how the devil was taking control of the child's body? That's what you call possession. Someone who's possessed. Praise the Lord. That's why we have to be careful what kind of spirits we open ourselves up to. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me say that again. We have to be be careful as to what spirits we open ourselves up to. Because the devil, everybody's not possessed. But everybody can be used by the devil. Look at Peter. Peter. Peter wasn't possessed, but Peter was being used by the devil. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus looked at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. He wasn't calling Peter Satan, but he was saying, you ain't got the right spirit right now. I must die. I must uh, die for the remission of sins. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we have to understand that it's not just about you. It's also about Your children. All right. Look at verse 20. And they brought him unto him. So they brought the child unto Jesus. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed. What? Foaming. Foaming. Can you imagine your child going through something like that? Foaming at the mouth because a spirit has possessed them. Possession. That's where the word possessed comes from. When a person is possessed with an evil spirit, that means the spirit has taken possession of that body or of that soul. Amen. Y'all know what a repossession is? Take Take it back. That's what God is trying to do. See. A lot of people are allowing the devil to take possession of their life, possession of their mind, possession of everything in their life. Praise the Lord. And God said, and and most importantly, what God wants, he wants your soul. And that's what the devil is ultimately after. He wants your soul. Praise the Lord. And God said, no, I want to repossess what you have taken possession of, amen. I work in a financial institution. I work in a credit union. If somebody don't make their payments, after 90 days, we call them the repo man. Hey, they didn't make that car payment. 90 days, we starting the paperwork. We paying fees in order to get them out down the road to search for the vehicle. And if they find the vehicle, they put it on the back of their truck and they bring it to us and drop the keys off to us. Praise the Lord. What are we doing? We're taking possession back. We let them have possession. But since you didn't hold up your part of the agreement, he we're going to repossess it. Amen. So that's what happens to people's souls. The devil is trying to take possession of them and if the devil does get possession of them us as the church we need to make sure we're living a holy lifestyle so that our lights may shine before men that they may see our our good works and glorify God amen when people see a lot of times people are struggling and they want help and they want prayer and they don't know who to go to for prayer they go to a church but there's been times people go to another church they work with me and they come to me and say can you pray for me? Can you pray for my family? And they go to church with some of the workers that work in the same building. They don't ask them to pray for them because they know they live in the same life that they're living. They come to the person that is different. Sometimes people are looking for an escape. They're looking for something that's different. And I, I think Brandon's prayers will reach heaven because he don't do the things that I do, but... They go to church. They, they understand there's a difference there. They might not say anything, but they see the light shining. Let your light shine. Amen. Even now, starting now, you got to start to change your lifestyle. After you get baptized, you got to start to change your lifestyle so that people may recognize I'm a different individual. You ain't all the way different yet because you're waiting on the Holy Spirit, but your mindset is different. Right. Praise the Lord. When your mindset is different, praise the Lord, your heart will be different. And then what I said the definition of repentance was a few weeks ago. If you don't remember, I'm going to tell you anyway. Repentance means a change of heart which will result in a change of what? Conduct, actions, lifestyle. Praise the Lord. Conversation. Amen. So when a person repents, You might not have the Holy Spirit yet, but you're starting to change. Amen. You've probably done things in life and you've been used to doing it and now you do it and now you feel conviction in your heart. That's the Holy Ghost trying to work on you, put you on the right track. When you start to feel bad about things that you do, that's God convicting you. Like the scripture we read in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. There is now therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ, who walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. When you walk after the spirit, there is no more condemnation. Amen. Now look at verse 21, Mark 9 and 21. And he asked them, how long is it? How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. Well, they got a story there. I thought I was quoting another story to you, but there you go. He said of a child. He's been this way since a child. Verse 22, and oft times, oft time. that means often. It hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. You see what the devil is trying to do? (laughs) Destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and do what? Ooh, that's a plea praise right there. God. Hallelujah. Yes. That is a plea for help right there, baby. Hallelujah. Amen. My God, Lord, we don't know what else to do. Amen. We're coming to you. And if there's anything, anything that you can do, praise the Lord. Praise God. Help us. Amen. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you get to that point where you just don't know what else to do. And, and you're forced to go to God. Even the person that say they don't believe that there is a God, they're forced to go to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you can do anything, help us. Verse 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If you can what? Believe. Believe. All things are what? Possible. Possible. Don't just go right along with Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, that's Hebrews eleven and six. Yes. Without faith, bless you. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Yes. But he said, "If you can believe, I mean, if you can have faith, all things are possible to him that believeth." Yes. Verse twenty four straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears. You know it's something when your parents start crying for the child. Said with tears. Lord, I believe. But I'm struggling a little bit here. <laughs> See, <laughs> you believe in God, but some things in life are shaking, won't it? Ooh, hmm? You believe in God, we don't doubt that. But sometimes you may be faced with things in life that'll just shake your foundation. Whoo. Hallelujah. And, and, And it is up to you to let your faith override your fear. Hallelujah. You have to let your faith override your fear. Fear will always present itself to you. Amen. You may get scared sometimes, but then you have to let faith override that and say, you know what? I trust in God. Before we went to the Dominican, I got a little frightened. I said, man, I've been hearing about some bad stuff going on over across the seas. Amen. <laughs> hey, people getting kidnapped and human trafficking and, and all this stuff. And then the people from uh, North Carolina was in a van and they drove over to Mexico, four of them. And they, two of them, I believe two of them got killed, yes. praise the Lord, by the cartel. And so I'm thinking about all this stuff in my mind. Like, man, don't get close to this trip. Lord, you're going to have to keep me. Man, That I've been watching, sometimes I like watching this show on the History Channel about um, trouble in the air. It's about airplanes that have crashed or had trouble. So my mind starts going to that stuff. Praise the Lord. Fear presenting itself, right? Yes. Amen. See, look. We're not fear-proof. We're not fear-proof. Fear, even as a pastor, as a minister, God, the the fear will always present itself because it wants to shake your foundation to keep you from trusting in God. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. But see, fear comes because you are underestimating God. Hallelujah. Fear comes when you underestimate God. God now it's easy to talk and say God can do anything right we can, It's easy to say that but when you like this man in the Bible in Mark chapter 9 his child has been this way for a long time. No they've tried other things to try and get him if they come into Jesus saying Jesus if you can do anything help me. I'm fed. Sometimes you get to a point in life that things are happening in Life, you say, I'm just fed up with it. I'm fed up with the situation. I'm fed up of the merry-go-round. My God, sometimes we get like that about debt. I'm fed up with the debt. Praise the Lord. I just want the debt gone. I want the credit card payments gone. I just want it. Uh, Joe Biden pass a bill. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We start calling on the president. Can can you can you at least cancel the student loan debt? <laughs> we start calling on people we can see. Hallelujah. Ooh, turn to the book of Isaiah. Let me get the chapter for you because I haven't read this scripture in a while. Let's see, Isaiah. Let me let's see here. <clears throat> Isaiah, let me find a chapter for you. In Mark chapter 9, the father cried with tears and told the Lord, listen, this is how you know this man really wanted to trust in God. He cried with tears and told the Lord, Lord, I believe. But help thou my unbelief! Praise the Lord. That goes to show you right there. Sometimes it's tough to trust in God, and when the toughness, the toughness comes because we're underestimating Him. Boy, that's true. Hallelujah! So here's my topic. It just came to me. Don't underestimate God. That's right. Amen. But you got to have faith. We preach to people. God can do anything. God can bless you. God can do it. God can do it. And then when we face with trials of life. We forget that we've said God can do it. Hmm? And so what we do, we start going to people. We start trying to work it out ourselves like like Abraham. God promised Abraham a son. huh? And, and Abraham waited 25 years before he got his son. Lord. and so what did Abraham do he tried to fix it himself he went to his wife and said hey we got the handmaid over there she's young she can have children you're old you're barren you can't have children God promised me a son maybe God put this handmaid he's how we try and work things out we try to make it make sense instead of just trusting in him come on y'all you got he's trying to make it make sense My wife is barren and can't have children. I have this handmaid over here who's young and she can have children. God promised me a son. So maybe God is saying, I'm going to have a child, but it's going to be with this woman. He got permission from his wife to lay with the handmaid. Praise the Lord. And they had a child. And God said, that ain't the child I promised you. Your wife going to have the child. And his wife laughed (laughs) I'm I'm barren I can't have no children She didn't believe But if God promised It's going to happen Amen Amen. Just like us with the Holy Spirit He promised it Acts chapter 2 and verse 39 He said ye shall receive The gift of the Holy Ghost Then verse 39 says For the promise is unto you That's right. and to your children That's right. and to all that are afar off. Because you make the decision to get saved, you can save generations of people. My children, praise the Lord, we're teaching them the Acts 238 way, the apostolic holiness way. Guess what? When they get older, they're gonna teach that to their children. I pray they do. <laughs> And I get caught up with some other untruthful teaching. But they teach that to their children. And guess what? Now my grandkids are growing up in holiness. Then they're going to teach that to their children. Now my great grandkids are growing up in holiness. You see the ripple, the domino effect of how you can save generations of people? That's the afar off generation. The promise is unto you and to your children and to them that are afar off let's not underestimate god he can do it look at what the people do when they get afraid isaiah chapter 31 lord willing we'll read this and we'll close woe to them that go down to egypt for what for hell see the man the father of the child that was possessed he went to Jesus for help. He said, Lord, if you can do, you can do anything, help us. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anything, help us. So these people, they go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses huh? and trust in chariots because they are what? Many. Many. Everybody got Isaiah 31? Amen. And they are because they are many. You see how they're getting caught up on what they see? And in horsemen, because they are very what? Strong. I'm going to trust in the horsemen because they're strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel. Instead of looking unto God, they go to Egypt for help. Hmm? Instead of looking to God, they go to people for help. They're going to the things that they can see, the tangible things that they can look at and touch and and feel. I'm going to trust the horsemen because they are strong. I'm going to trust in the chariots because they are many. I got a slew of people with me, so I now feel comfortable. But how many know God is more than the whole world if the whole world came against you? If the whole world came against me, I still got Jesus. Somebody said this. They said, if I lost everything, but I still got Jesus, I got enough to start over again. Amen. Hallelujah. God is sufficient. He is enough. Right? Neither seek the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 2. Yet he also is wise and will bring evil and will not call back his words, but will arise against the house of the evildoers. And against the help of them that work iniquity. Now the Egyptians are men. And not who? God. God. We are God trying to bring them back. Bring them back to the right mindset. The Egyptians are men and not God. They're horses flesh and not Spirit. When the Lord shall stretch out His hand, both he that helpeth shall fall, and He that is hoping shall fall down, and they all shall fail together. Oh my God. who? God ain't just getting the ones that are helping. He's also getting the ones who went to him and asked for the help. Huh? You safe by asking God, huh? Verse four. For thus have the Lord spoken unto me, like as the lion of the young lion roaring on his prey. When a multitude of shepherds is called forth against him, he will not be afraid of their voice. Y'all have seen a lion uh, roaring over its prey? Or seen it in a video or something? It don't care how much noise you make. Hey, 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 lion, get over here. Hey, 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 hey. They ain't focused on you. They ain't hearing you. They're trying to eat. That's right. Hmm? That's right. There's an example he's giving here. Verse 4. For thus said the Lord, for thus hath the Lord spoken unto me, like as the lion and the young lion roaring on his prey, when a multitude of shepherds is called forth against him, he will not be afraid of their voice, nor base himself on, for the noise of them. So shall the Lord of hosts come down to fight for Mount Zion and for the heel thereof. God got our back. He got our back. But don't underestimate him. I don't know what some of y'all might be going through in life right now. But maybe you are struggling with believing in God. Maybe you having a tough time right now trusting him in this area of your life i want to encourage you to not underestimate him i want to strengthen your faith and i want you to know without a shadow of a doubt god got your back
1: no matter what's happening
0: no matter what's going on no matter how sad you may feel you feel like you might just want to just quit. You're struggling with faith and believing in Him. Did I re- Am I really making the right choices? Listen, trust in Him. You cannot underestimate a powerful God like this. Hallelujah. A God. Now what other God do you know that can hear thousands of prayers at one time and answer them all at the same time? Hmm. God, that is, I'm not present everywhere at one time when I I call on him and I need him. Praise the Lord. He'll be there with me in my home and be with you in your home all at the same time. Praise the Lord. I believe it was David. He said, I saw the Lord high lifted up and his train filled the temple. Praise the Lord. God is powerful. And I want you to tap into that faith, praise the Lord, and believe that He can do all things, because all things are possible to Him that believe. All things are possible. There's this guy who I used to I used to play uh, basketball, and there was this guy I used to watch to get basketball techniques from, and the name of his uh, YouTube page was. I'm possible. I'm possible. By how he spells it, it spells impossible. But the words are black that says possible and the words I am are in red. So when you read it, it's all together. Impossible. But when he talks, he says, I'm possible. Praise the Lord. That's what God is saying to us. When things seem impossible, you need to know. Don't underestimate him because he's possible. Amen. Yes. All things are possible to him that believe. Remember, fear comes when we underestimate God. So let faith override yes, fear. Praise the Lord.